0: If anyone who follows this podcast or follows us on Instagram, shout out at code.podcast, knows that you're brown as fuck.
1: Big bitch, God's gift to a dick. So that's what Cardi B said. That's how we're
0: starting, <laughs> we starting today's
1: podcast. That's the national anthem of Cardi B land.
0: There's a Cardi B land. Yeah. That's what we should be It's this on
1: episode. the left at Disney World.
0: I'm a whore for Disney Disney
1: whore.
0: Thing. How how's your day been?
1: Well, it's been good. I actually got a Uber here because I'm just really fucking popping. I you
0: owe me like money, <laughs> so I don't know where you're getting this money from. She Uber. thinks
1: money is the only currency through which friendship can be activated. No, that's can, true. No, 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 no. You can. You can truly and authentically validate a friendship through sexual under-the-table transactions. You can attend each other's funerals. You can make potpourri art.
0: How would I know if you attended my Maj funeral?
1: podge clay figurines of like brats dolls. There's okay. so many so options. So if
0: you're not going to pay me back the money that you owe me. I only gonna owe you a... like
1: 13 pounds. You owed me 60. For all of these Indian listeners saying. out there, 13 pounds is like 5 rupees or something. It's 1,300 So rupees. you guys can fully understand how cheap she is
0: i'm not cheap i'm just broke and all so light-skinned indians
1: are cheap okay and i know
0: <laughs> you're not light-skinned
1: oh <gasps> what <laughs> i have never been more disenfranchised in a conversation
0: I was going to buy, like, snacks for us because I came oh, early to the studio. But right? then you realize I'm a whole but then, meal. No, but the, the thing oh, is, you sweetie. couldn't pay me back. So as soon as I realized you can't pay me back, I'm like, can you just buy the snacks later? Please? You know,
1: some people are always quick to jump on the bandwagon of you need to pay me this or you owe me this. But what if I made your day? What if I made you laugh? See, what, I, how does you that know, compare? What's like,
0: can I just put this out there for everyone that thinks I'm cheap? He owes uh, me 60 pounds for three months and I didn't uh, ask him until I was on my very, uh, like disgusting very last of my account balance like I'm at this stage where I have to carry my sandwich with me because I had no money to a sandwich buy is sandwich. code for
1: dignity apparently
0: but yeah so I'm not cheap I'm just very strategic with when I ask people for my money back.
1: We had a very discerning, critical conversation about the investment value of a two-pound body wash compared to that of a one-pound men's variety from Dove or some shit.
0: It was Nivea, and Nivea men is amazing. Would but you I've call me? switched to Nivea women, mango flavor. So you're a
1: really lesbian nice. now. She's shifted from <laughs> Nivea to women. So, I mean, Fair. you guys know, she smells very genuine. No, very- I smell
0: like mangoes. And where do they go? They go home.
1: Away. Yeah. They depart. They
0: they leave. You know, I love every other man. Speaking
1: of leaving and having all the men in your life exit, um, airports are a brilliant way to people watch.
0: I don't want to get into this. I (laughs) know.
1: Travelators, escalators, like huge open uh, emporiums of space and laughter and love and terrorist threats are just the perfect opportunity for uh people watching expanding your horizons and just plotting your next move
0: okay so i forgot my earphones at my friend's place mm. last night and my other earphones are in mumbai so i was like okay i need to go pick them up otherwise i won't be able to travel here because obviously my mind cannot function in silence and i go to pick pick them up and i'm literally sitting on this uh on the bus on the way to her house and obviously i'm people watching cuz i have nothing else to do cuz i have nothing to occupy my mind with
1: i'm P-hole watching
0: okay there's this dude sitting Porn. next to me with his like proper ass like trap phone like i know it's a trap phone you know what when is you a see a trap phone it's like a phone drug dealers use as their thing it's yes called a burner is it called a burner a
1: burner phone okay it's a I call flip it a trap phone, phone like a nokia brick model you would probably use that yeah yeah yeah
0: it's pretty much like an untrace- okay so like with a prepaid sim card he's okay. literally like sitting next to me right and firstly he's on the priority seating which i I hate when people do that. Yeah, I
1: hate people who have priorities.
0: He's literally sitting... Go the- away. Okay.
1: <laughs> Be a hedonist.
0: So he's on the phone, right? And he's talking to his girl. And he's literally making Cardi B sounds. Sean, I'm sitting there trying what? not to laugh because this guy's going, ew, on the phone to his girl. He's like, can I suck your breast tonight? And I'm like, "What?" I am literally sitting behind you. This is not appropriate to like talk about. And then he's like, uh, he's just he's like oh i missed my stop but it's fine i'll get up for the next one and then he misses that one and he was huh. like fuck i missed it again i'm like probably if you were not making cardi b sounds on the phone to a girl on a trap phone you would not miss your stop again and again and, and also to add this to this entire situation his little brother sitting next to him playing game boy and i'm like what the fuck is going on there's one day that i forget my earphones and have to experience this and then only
1: then did you realize that you'd actually have been in a family car the entire time and that was your (laughs) great-granddad on the phone with his little daughter-in-law if you did drag what would your drag name be
0: huh um can i tell
1: you wait no I (laughs) you asked
0: me the question can i think for like 30 seconds my drag name would be brachy
1: no, it needs to be a good drag name.
0: Yo, okay, I get it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What What would you say my drag name would be? Mm,
1: how about Hugh? Huge ass.
0: Like Hugh Jackman?
1: Like Huge ass. No, I don't like it. Okay, whatever. I don't um, have a huge ass. We all know this. Okay, it's if you. Drag. Uh, This one's more like, it's kind of like inter. You have a list of drag names on your phone? It's called a registry. What the fuck? It's all my ideas. He literally, guys he was on his
0: phone and I thought he was like looking for something right now and I just see this notes open full of like names like drag names I cannot I cannot Um, with this man I want to (laughs) leave I don't want to do this podcast Um,
1: anymore oh my god Taiwan legalized gay marriage
0: oh yeah isn't
1: that so horrible
0: Because now I can't get bad in it's a straight.
1: Yeah. So they reversed straight marriage in Taiwan. (laughs) And they made it, so they basically nullified every straight marriage that's ever occurred in the nation's history. (laughs) And now everyone who wants to get married has to be gay. Yeah. That's basically what Taiwan did. And they're the first country in Asia to do so, which is why it's completely remarkable, groundbreaking judiciary decision on part of the government. And I think it's A huge step forward. Um, Huge ass step forward. Huge ass step forward. Hugh Jackman
0: step forward. (gasps) You know what I
1: want to really talk about? I want to talk about race.
0: Yeah, I like horse races. (gasps) The (laughs)
1: Kentucky Derby.
0: I feel like derbies are my favorite kind of race. What's your favorite kind of race?
1: Um, The Amazing Race. White people.
0: White people? Is that your favorite race? too soon the first fu- okay so literally right oh, since shit. since we started the podcast now my first topic of oh, conversation nickel. with Sean was gonna be race I was like let's talk about race let's was I the one that said no to that you said it's too soon and you said we'll end up talking about race all the time anyway considering we are people of color but now that you've brought it up interesting attention. <clears throat> stop oh my god Sean you're being so annoying okay okay
1: Let's let's really hone in on some beefy conversation. Something meaty. Okay, you know what I've really loved in the years that I grew up on Tumblr? I've always been exposed to social justice warriors and aggressively politically correct militant ideas of what it means to conduct yourself in public, mm-hmm. even online. The jurisdiction, or the jurisprudence rather, of maintaining a very proper decorum has always been something in my mind. I've been aloof to how to maintain my language. I don't use slurs in a provocative fashion. And I don't say... Expletives are profanities for no reason. I think unless it adds anything uh, concrete to a conversation or advances a storyline, it has no place being there. And I find it very infuriating when people take perspectives like these and throw them way out of context. So you can be a very conversational, uh, animated human being, right? But you don't have to be exceptionally critically aware of your vernacular to the point that you can't express any form of joke or, or humor or exactly. crude humor in a way that you want to because you're afraid of being offensive but I think that is such a big
0: I completely get that because I feel like a lot of my life I was like oh you can't say that like you know how we how I keep saying you can't say that as a joke
1: you know, everyone needs to freaking know this at home because I used to be a very out there co- well, I but I be- I always used to emerge from conversations with the most gallivanting type of humor that had no place being in the situation like non sequiturs and badinage galore and Prachi would always look at me and say you can't say that like one time a cop came to our building and halls to give us a safety briefing on the measures of how to use and be <laughs> acquainted with Elfin and Castle and I made an inappropriate joke about strippers because he was wearing a cop costume which by the way it was not a costume because he was a real cop and I was and Prachi I was like you can't say that he's a cop and I was like literally allow me. no but
0: that's the thing I'm politically correct we all know this and I don't need to keep like proving it to people that I'm politically correct and I have my morals and I um, do, do
1: people think that gives them some kind of credit or I some feel
0: kinda, like s- I feel like a lot of people expect me to just constantly have this stance or expect everyone to just constantly have the stance but I feel like you're allowed to make jokes and you're allowed to be like offensive if you're not being like profusely offensive does that make sense like
1: i'm not gonna come up to you and be like you smell like curry if like but i'm gonna say like as a joke but then there's also that argument that reverse logic isn't that what fascists say isn't that how you maintain a sense of uh di- dictatorial power do you over think it's people? wrong
0: to completely like ignore context about jokes and things like that like like if you said something could i erase the fact that you're saying it as a joke and take your words out of context. Do you think that's
1: fair? Yeah, I didn't think a a lot of the situationally if you're in the context where people are in a live setting in a tiny enclosed apartment or something. So let's just say kitchen table talk like Wendy Williams is a like She promulgates this a lot, her show. She says offensive things or crude comments especially things that may have um, negative connotations societally with regards to one politically challenged group maybe racially either and she makes it a point to say that these are things you would only say in the confines of your own home. Yeah. moments like that where do you think people draw the line with regards to being offensive because on the street I know for a fact all these people who are hyper aware of being politically correct and very uh, poised in the way they conduct themselves linguistically are the same people who are at home like spewing out slurs and nonsensical comments galore i
0: feel like that's a result of being hyper aware it's because you're constantly restricting yourself to an extent where that's your way of letting out where you like lash out like i feel like even if i was super 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 mad at like a brown person there's no way in my there's no way i'm gonna call you something offensive just because i'm mad like that slur aspect doesn't come into my head but i feel like there are people who are constantly hyper-aware of this entire thing of like, I shouldn't be saying these words. And so when they have to lash out, the first thing that comes to them are these slurs. Do you know what I mean? It's not the actions. And then they start looking at people as, I'm talking about completely like racially here. Uh-huh. They start looking at people for their races and of the actions that have been conducted.
1: Because I think that literally is pre-programmed into people's brains on a, psych, on a, like a, a psychological level. Because people know for a fact that when it comes to arguments or... or because the first thing people want to pick up on it, Edward Said, who is a very popular anthropologist, coined this term himself, is the concept of othering. So yeah, the, the yeah, alienation yeah. of a community. Because if you have the the power and the agency over one community and it's been ingrained in your culture and systematically incorporated mm. into your lifestyle, you will always use that as leverage when it comes to situations Definitely, of that. like that. Like if you if I was to have an issue where like if... So you, imagine in, in a hypothetical scenario, there's a white person. I'm not saying this in, in order to... Uh, attack or disparage people of that racial group but, I f- but, but
0: we have to acknowledge the fact that yeah, they there, are the most is, privileged yeah because
1: it's not a lot of these are social actors who are functioning in a setting that they had no control over yeah, because definitely. not these are not the same people who enacted laws hundreds of years ago definitely
0: that, we, nobody nobody like yeah, i feel it's, like it's we no, aren't saying that this is your fault
1: exactly but, but there, there it is a, it
0: needs to be acknowledged that you need to realize that yeah. you have a certain sense of privilege and and my it's you, it's generational and it's not gonna like
1: yeah and just like wealth generational yeah. wealth will accumulate over time and there is a level of undisclosed privilege that you uphold because you have this uh, skin color, color. It's, it's, literally, yeah, it's, yeah, it's literally it's, colorism. Color. it's so literally colorism so even within communities of color there is colorism yeah like so we they, joke
0: about being light skinned all yeah, the time light
1: skinned indians and then there's a whole huh? like oh yeah south uh, south, south indians Indian, yeah, and that whole thing indians, yeah, so yeah. I think when people always have that that pr- lingering preconception in their minds that this is something that is real and it's an actual phenomenon that i'm not going to address or even acknowledge in day to day activity. so i'll go home and think about all these things that i'm really swirling in my head but i'll never act on these impulses
0: because i've noticed white guilt more prominently with people that try to be hyper aware like, I can tell that you're purposely not going to try and contribute to a conversation I'm having about race because you're so guilty. But why- which is so stupid to me because I'm not thinking. Like, I want, if I'm having a conversation about race in a room full of, like, Asians, white people, black people, brown people, that I want everybody's perspective. But if the white person's not going to talk, I'm already outgrouping them I in my head. Like, they are, they themselves are othering themselves.
1: I would never want to make it. Uh, a situation where you invalidate the emotions of one person because racism is very deeply ingrained in emotional content so yeah. you can never talk about race without bringing emotions into the picture because mm-hmm. people are emotional by nature that's how definitely
0: like be- there's no can't... there's no rational way to talk about race exactly
1: right there everything is irrational because we're human beings and logic is always outweighed by emotional outbursts percent. so i don't want anyone who is privileged or from that white iconic um racial category to feel like they can't express their doubts or insecurities because yes a lot of people face struggles day to day regardless of race but at a certain point where you tune yourself out of conversations or you remove yourself from an entire platform because you feel like you've got too much um you've got too much to apologize for or feel yeah. apologetic about that's kind of working to the disadvantage of those people because i think a, an open and i mean this, dialogue not aggressive hate speech but dialogue is very critical
0: i feel like this brings me to like a question which i've been like kind of not sure how i feel about yet should you be using your privilege as a platform or should you just not let it like just not as you said like just not be a part of it then i because it's like if i was white should I be you? Should I be promoting movements for people of color, because I might have a I might be able to reach out to more people, or should I not do anything about it because it's not my community?
1: I think the common misconception about that is that it's a hijacking approach. Like you're taking yeah. something that's not yours and misappropriating it and transforming it into something that's a political agenda-gaining platform for like some form of uh, personal gratification. But that's not the case. I think a lot of people need that voice that they can't tap into Mm -hmm. because a lot of subaltern groups and communities that are disadvantaged disenfranchised even need a voice from someone who can actually affect political change because back in the day if you did not have white activists going around making these anti-slavery laws and putting things into the constitution granted these are the same people who put these laws in place that disenfranchised the black people in the very first place but they're the same people that also brought upon this the social political awareness to make these laws nullified and yes a lot of that is brought up by the fact that there are people from those specific communities who are able to voice their opinions on a public uh change affecting platform and you, you hear them, listen to them, refine them, and then address them on a political level.
0: So how do you feel when you're making fun like you're making fun of brown people and as a brown person nobody has ever like I'm never gonna tell you not to do that because it's funny and I know you don't mean it seriously. How do you feel when there's a white person who goes like, Sean, you can't say that? Um Because I've see, noticed in- that a lot like happening recently. With I
1: think some of our friends. Race has uh, race relations have transmuted very much in the past few years? You used to have active hate speech and uh, debasing activities that would be conducted by people in power who still uphold that power till today on some phys- on some physical or figurative level, and you used to be able to actively see hate coming your way because there is no whittling it down or uh, misconstruing that as a subliminal thing. But nowadays, it's come to a point where people can carry this racial uh, tension in a way that's so subversive and so subliminal that you can never really pick up on it tangibly. So when I think that, and this may or may not even have to do with a white person stepping in to inform someone of a racial group as to what they can, policing basically their yeah. actions. Um, I I don't think it is necessarily an act of uh, keeping someone from trespassing in that racial jokey fashion but i do think it also stems from a place of don't say that because it makes me aware of my history yeah
0: that's what i always holding
1: upholding that kind of a power that's and being, exactly because i, always cause, see cause I think people who are uh, white and I'm, I'm sorry to say this in a way that may sound uh Anim, like full of animosity or antagonistic but they know on some critical emotional psychological level that they are the face that represents all of these historical accusations and claims yeah. and they don't want to be which ignored which is
0: for me that's that's what annoys me the most cuz I'm not looking at a white person and thinking yeah you're ancestors yeah I'm not looking at colonized. you as the institution yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you as an individual not. I'm literally not Barbara I'm, but that's the thing Considering uh, the most <laughs> yeah. Claire, Edward, Becky, sorry for anybody call these names. We yeah, you guys up. earned it. You did, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm never looking at someone and thinking your your institutional racism as a human being. That's never. Yeah, I'm I thinking. don't think anyone. Um, but I feel like I, I can sense when you're guilty because then I'm looking at you with a different perspective. Because if you're guilty, I am thinking that you are guilty as well because you're literally reflecting that
1: on me. Do you know what I mean? And if you're guilty. I'm Earl Grey tea. Oh,
0: okay. I like matcha. tea.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Milky Queen, Dairy Queen,
0: Domestic Queen,
1: dear Dairy. They still haven't found a way <laughs> to keep me from bloating. <laughs> dear Dairy, yeah.
0: Maybe you shouldn't exist, cause
1: cause you make me gassy. Dim- okay. Gassy.
0: Do you know Chatty something? Cathy's. I I, We're all I, I, I literally I literally say this so often. Literally. I'm so sorry, but um, do you know like? When you grow up, you your body um, don't
1: say that to me ever again. That was so rude. <laughs> when I'm you still, grow up, I'm still five and a half. No,
0: but when you grow up, uh, when everyone grows up, their body doesn't need as much lactose anymore. So everyone kind of becomes lactose intolerant. Yes, you know, but also I from humans from
1: are the only species in the world that appropriate the milk cultures of another species. <laughs> That's in you're order to so feel right. what you've never thought about this. It is completely it It's bizarre to me how humans will milk an entire species, more than one, because There's goat's milk in the, there's sheep's milk. People in the Mediterranean, the Middle East uh, drink camel's milk. And granted, that is because they are the most uh, domesticated animal in their disposal. But it's, it's still, it's crazy because. I think on a general I level. Yeah,
0: imagine if they came to women uh, women and... Be, From like, what I... Of the imagine universe, like a cow's like milking a woman and being like, I want this for my daughter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I imagine in a dystopian universe, you know the multiverse theory? There's yeah. this famous Japanese... Uh, it's
0: not just Japanese. Astroph- astrophysicist. So many, uh, no, no, no. What's his name? I want to... Because he's the one that kind of... The one. Kinda, yeah,
1: the multiverse. No, he's the really famous one, the takoyaki guy who coined it. i <laughs> so afraid No, <laughs>
0: offensive. that's a better.
1: Uh, stop it. Japanese as long astrophysicist as I keep
0: stop it, it's not
1: defensive. So. Michio Kaku, that's his name. So he coined No, so not that uh, no it, okay. uh, that's a very delicious uh contraband level ecstasy feel-fulfilling f- snack if you ever want it though. Uh, Michio Kaku pointed out that there is a multiverse theory basically where all these alternate universes can exist within a multiverse because there are different realities that stretch different paradigms and whatever. So I have a very strong feeling that in some world somewhere in the deep dark depths of space there are cows milking people and microphones speaking into people's mouths mouths yeah (laughs) i think this entire conversation about race is exceptional and i want to delve deeper into it so you need to tell me i feel like i want
0: i want more um people though for something i feel like whenever we have a guest i do want to talk to them about race though of
1: course we will well the first thing we'll say to them is what's your race and what do you want and then we would pull out a gun and we hold them for ransom for six months, and their parents don't know they're under ransom or being held hostage. And then they keep hostage. after
0: running from side to side. Yes. And then we keep calling all our guests and make them run side to side and see who runs faster. And that's a that's and that's, that's what the happened start. to Britney
1: Spears MK oh, yeah. Ultra mind control. Love that facility.
0: No, but I feel like considering like we both are people of color, I think it's uh, race is something that keeps Jack cutting to me. Like in my daily yeah, but, life but here's the thing and though, I and I, I, want, stop
1: I want people from all walks of life to be very hyper aware of this right now because race is not about being outwardly antagonistic, uh, being bullied and singled out sometimes it has all to do with microaggressions and micro invalidations which and when i say that what, what i mean, mean yeah exactly um when you see someone on the street and you make the active decision to clutch your purse or if you make the act decision to hold your necklace or really grip your phone real tight yes those, it those, those, or exactly or those are uh, yeah. when you see someone of a certain racial group coming towards mm-hmm. you on the street and your opinion suddenly shifts because you you see the priority factor as having moved from Getting from one point to another To uh, holding from your, one
0: point to another Safely
1: Yes And then you're That exactly you completely perceive the situation as becoming then a threat to your civil liberty because you see someone as dangerous and you've allocated a label to that person because of the history associated with their racial group or because you have very clearly made a bias in your own mind about whether that person is capable of doing things that in the media that same racial group has been promulgated to be the pure perpetrators of.
0: But that's the thing. I study media right so one of the things that I keep noticing is the fact that there's these constant like ideas that are even in 2019 that are constantly being like reinforced again and again and again that yeah. that don't even exist anymore and percentage wise and study wise there have been more crimes by different races. And it always comes down to like brown people and black people. But
1: which are the ones that get covered in the media?
0: Brown people and black people because the media is run by white people. I'm not fucking with you. Fox
1: fucking news is never going to report about these white school shooters down in Alabama. I'm
0: not fucking with you. Last week I went to ITV for a live recording of a show that I don't want to name. But I went for the live recording and I legit, I cannot make this up. I was, I went to the gallery to see all the editing. I was at the actual set. Considering all the crew, which is the cameras, the, the editors, the people who take the phone calls, all the crew, so like maybe hot, 50 sweaty people, interns. 55 people, one black lady, not a brown person, not an Asian person, one black lady. And this is a news show. And I was like, and and so there was this point which I was literally so mad about. Uh, there was this point we were sitting in the gallery and that's where they take the phone calls before deciding which one goes on air and there was this expert giving a, ta- a talk about something and there was a black lady who wanted to, who was on the call and she wanted to criticize a certain aspect of race and they were like give they i li- remember this so clearly the white man in charge was literally like give her less airtime because her topic is criticizing ours um. and i was like you want the black lady for less time because she's making a racial comment
1: that's the thing. It's bad for business. People don't want that on their framework. And also,
0: it's it because news channels and things like that are targeted to very specific groups and mostly middle aged white men. So why would they want to hear about I black that's, people?
1: That's kind of the irritating thing about being a journalist. And like I, I am entering journalism, even though I'm a very bad one. But I think it's it's clear that there are um, there are there clear incentives and, and, and monetary uh, incentives that go straight into making journalists uh, turn a blind eye to certain. Demographics, just because that's the easier way to make money and to mm-hmm. acclimatize, whereby you can't necessarily allocate funds to a topic that isn't going to sell. Things that aren't going to market themselves well in a community that's overrun and like, domineeringly uh, white.
0: Definitely. Or
1: Eurocentric, for that matter. I
0: remember like reading the Sentai News article as well when, when I was studying, because I was going to do my essay on racial profiling, but I didn't. Because... So
1: what you're saying is you have talents in essay writing. Yes, I okay, love essay okay. writing.
0: Um, I will do them for five pounds a word if anybody wants
1: them. You oh, my, there are it. people out there who advertise essay writing services for like seven pounds a page.
0: Dude, honestly, I, I would have fully considered it if I wasn't a flaky the, person. The, these people like, are i actually told people though. I'll do their essays and then been super flaky and been like, actually, I'll just help you
1: with it. You <laughs> know what? Well, I want to go on a first date with a really smart man just so I can ask him for his opinions on a certain idea and have the full on in- information brought on to me and i read it all down or like report it on my phone entrapment is what it's called subterfuge and then i'll just put it all in my essay and then he I mean, won't even know he's being for. duped
0: this is what we're going to exactly. be doing for everyone everyone's going to be sorry even cite that person
1: because i'll be like you know what i can't cite this right i actually for a came up with these ideas yeah, yeah yeah and i just went one day he paid for dinner i'm that's called go, plagiarism that's called being a grifter so you're broke as shit you go anyway, on all these first dates for free so meals. when i
0: was, i did this thing when i was studying about racial profiling where The reason things were earlier on targeted at white people was because it was assumed that people of color don't have the money to buy televisions or actually consume media. And that's what fucked me up the most because that's where generational wealth comes into picture.
1: Oh, so true. And
0: I was like, that's crazy. And I was like supported by facts that there's a lot more white people consuming media than black people. And so institutionally, media became white. And I didn't think that was what something you, that I, I... don't think so. it
1: became white. It's always been. I mean, been. institutionally,
0: like, it, that's where it started. That's how media was, was white, and it's going to continue being white.
1: Everything's white until it's not anymore. Look, yeah. I'm going to look... I'm going to use race as owning a I'm, white Okay, track just to suit. clear it okay. out,
0: just to clear it out, we aren't trying to say that every white person's like this. This is not like... Yeah, because I am
1: so sorry, but I'm... I'm <laughs>
0: white he's white person. i have
1: green no, eyes I, in the lighting and he tries to
0: sound like a white girl so we love white people honestly huh?
1: yeah y'all didn't even freaking know i was a man Be all honest- her fans were like oh, i love that american girl on your podcast <laughs> she's so there funny was i and, was like i'm trying to hold, so petty about hold that thought i don't understand why you're attacking me
0: but anyway going back like i feel like Okay. As media and journalism cool. students, we know, especially in a first world economically wealthy country Ugh. where we see more diversity than our own countries because Say I that obviously three times do fast. not have diversity in my country. I do notice have, have cultural diversity, but not racial diversity. Right. But I do see where like I can constantly feel white people being dominant oh and i remember this do you remember this conversation i had with you in december where there was a a white i don't remember anything we do together that's a lie because you've literally said three stories already on this podcast and i did not remember any of them yeah that's because this this role was initially written
1: for lisa kudrow and then you just happened to fill it and i was like well okay that's because you wanted another
0: white girl and obviously it's me (laughs)
1: oh well i'm not saying the chromosomes are fixed but girl you need to follow the genome
0: um, so uh do you remember in December I was at um a friend's place for Christmas dinner or whatever and there was somebody trying to tell me how white people don't have aren't the leading race anymore so what are your opinions on that because she was trying to tell me how like Asians of course we are super wealthy I'm an international student no one have student loans I think that I comes understand that from a
1: from a very personal and I mean very personal because that is an introvert within herself dealing with a conflict of coming to terms with the fact that socioeconomically that person is ex- advan- uh, experiencing... I don't think so. If
0: she was so, uh, socio-economically less privileged than me,
1: I will never... Not even that. I think on, on just a a, on a platform that's global, you see all these news stories being turned out about China's $1 trillion economy. It, it's it's yeah. just an international economic crisis at this point for a lot of countries would you, that would previously can- in a colonial era might have upholded the same kind of stature and caliber of trade commerce and what have you that they don't anymore
0: would you then agree that white people are not the leading race anymore
1: of course they are the leading race of
0: course right because they are the ones who always I could I could literally my dad can pay whatever money to get me to study here and I can pay my rent and live in central London all of that love that for me but I'm still not going to get a job at BBC and stay back and get somewhere in media yeah but right? that's also
1: because it's it also has more to do with nationality than it does race people always misconstrue nationality because at the end of the day you're only as strong as your travel documents are that's if you're, so true if you're someone who is white as the day is long you are bright white blue eyed blonde haired mother daughter
0: but don't you think but then but if
1: you have but yes yes you are genie like genealogical physically constructed in such a way that would make you the pinnacle of excellence the paragon of whiteness in this universe but if you had a syrian passport god bless you
0: no but don't you think that like i could i could so uh, just for me to stay back in this country and actually climb the ladder of success in big media companies that exist only here i would need to get sponsored by them and don't you think even if there was a white person from my country same education everything the same but the difference is our like skin colors don't you think she would get the she would be the one sponsor? That that
1: is debatable because it depends on the racial diversity quotas of that company. Because every major do you multinational. See the co- do you
0: see the fact that we have to consider quotas to become a part of company?
1: And what are those quotas? Because these are things that aren't disclosed, and many a time a Freedom of Information Act inquiry will not give you the information you need because these quotas are kept under wraps. It's like a quid pro quo, you do this, I'll give you nothing.
0: Yesterday I went for this Google podium day training thing, right? Which
1: I missed out on. I'm sorry.
0: I'm not gonna give you any more shit for Which that. She's gonna
1: at me for it.
0: But yesterday when I for that shift there was, a, two. there was a person from there were two people from a different news channel that had come to present and she got this apprentice on with her to talk to us and she was black apprentice Apprenti- do you know the people who do apprenticeship programs no but you
1: said apprentice
0: what apprentice yeah sorry my bad um uh so she got her on there and she was black but when they were filming the entire thing i could like when they showed us this entire documentary of what goes behind the scenes at that news channel and stuff I could tell like there's a lack of diversity and that's when I knew that she brought this person out as well to talk to us because that's the diversity token.
1: Oh my god, tokenization is so annoying. Like, it's yes, it makes so me feel amazing for being that one person who's like, <laughs> everyone knows what being gay is about, right? Like, I'm the one. I mean,
0: you're the reason on Queens. this podcast. It's your sexuality. They, 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 They're like,
1: because you're the gay representative, could you please wear a rainbow badge and high socks that have multicolors?
0: <laughs> Why do you think that... sci fi Um... We had to discuss race today. And I'll what tell happened you. in your life recently that made you trigger. Because I knew that I wanted to come in and about racism. I hate well. that
1: word trigger. I think it's it's weird that people constantly use that as like a safety, like a shield almost. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's not get into that. It's That's triggering. triggering yeah, but at yeah. the same time, I completely respect and understand the emotional boundaries people set up for themselves after experiencing trauma. You know
0: what's weird to me is that people. I, I didn't think people use it casually because I used to do spoken word poetry as well. And so trigger oh, warnings mm-hmm. were the biggest thing. Exactly.
1: Then, right? And then it's like, mm, yeah, trigger warning.
0: Yeah, but like. When, when I started hearing people using trigonometry it warning
1: ah oh, you're doing math trigonometry warning that's what I want
0: so um, when I saw people start using it casually I was like it's kind of weird because these topics, like you t- telling me that broccoli triggers you, is not the same as racism. Yeah. You. But you know, go off. that's just how
1: words kind of go from a, a professional to a colloquial standard in yeah. really uh, no time, like time every
0: at all. I like starts become like becoming like colloquial. Oh. Do you
1: ever wonder how many people on YouTube have like vlogged in your city and you've been captured on camera without your knowledge? I have literally thought right? about this so often. Every time that's I'm so watching strange. a vlog, I'm like, I wonder when I'm. I, every other day, I'm typing up Singapore vlog. The- on YouTube just to see if I'm ever on one the other day i was ha- like, i'm probably on op- one
0: i think 3 months ago when i was in that's mumbai that's like a drug joke i they're on one anyway the other day when i was in um, mumbai like not remission. the other day 3 months ago when, when I, was I was in, in mumbai I was, thing, right? I was thinking about this thing right i was taking a picture of like the roads and i was like i wonder how many pictures so you were I'm taking in. a
1: picture of your new apartment Wait, makes, i'm not familiar with real, real estate poor in india
0: jokes with india <gasps> <gasps>
1: Uh, I would never criticize the motherland.
0: I knew you were gonna say the motherland as if your white ass
1: has ever been uh, in our country. So what you're saying is you're intimidated by me because of my lack of. Oh, it's because you're more Indian than I am. I'm sorry that my <laughs> eyes are blue and my skin is super light, but A- just, anyone who
0: follows this podcast or follows us on Instagram, shout out at code.podcast
1: knows that you're brown as fuck. When I was born. Okay, There were medical complications that led to me not having blonde hair and blue eyes. So I don't need all of this criticality from people who have those traits in our society. Okay, not Whatever. The point that I'm trying it. to make is I don't like when people avoid me on public <laughs> like, transport because of my skin color. It's not like I chose to be like Avoid it. <laughs> like, a beautiful human being. It's definitely being.
0: your skin and not the fact that you smell What?
1: <laughs> I always have aftershave or cologne on. I'm literally wearing Chanel blue coming to this nasty enclosed space while you ate a goddamn sandwich. Ten egg minutes sandwich. before. Even worse. Mm-hmm. I was making it sound like PB&J up in here looking all innocent. But you turned it into some gravelly nonsense. yum, dude. I make the
0: best egg
1: sandwich. E- You really do make the best eczema sandwich. So, anyway, I just don't like when people generalize and stereotype and categorize people of a racial enclave or group because it's convenient to them. Oh my God,
0: you're the first person to ever say that. Right. And I think it's such a fresh opinion. It's such a fresh opinion, not like anything that's ever been done before.
1: Yeah, it's so much fresher than your nasty prepackaged sandwich. And I just, I just,
0: I want to hear a podcast where white people talk about race and that's all that they do. Amazing.
1: Yeah, it's called the GOP. That's called. <laughs> it's called the White House. You know, <laughs> it's For, called Senator. Uh, wait, what's his name? Price. I don't know. Senator Price and uh, Victorious Donald Trump from the TV show. Victorious. Yeah. So what do call him?
0: DJT. Apparently. Oh yeah. And I, I was just reading about this today, where all the another
1: um- one. And then when he, when he, DJ oh my God, Trump. when Alabama enacted their abortion laws, Major it was like, another P. one.
0: Major we P. the
1: best abortion laws. we I, I don't know if you can have it. Maybe you should, you should abort it. <laughs> I'm going to charge as if you don't. Wow, wow, wow. Oh my God. Wow, Snip wow, that God. cord. Okay. Oh, we know it's like, uh, deliver that fetus, okay. deliver that fetus. Because when I'm with you, I'll be delivering that fetus. it that
0: DJT, I was reading about this entire thing. Oh my God, do you remember dead baby jokes? I
1: don't know. I mean, I have a beauty blender, so whenever times get tough, I just chuck a fetus in there and swirl it up smoothly in the morning.
0: That's not what a beauty blender
1: is. <laughs> well, obviously, we've been subscribing to different Fenty beauty collections here. Wild, wild, wild. I don't know if you can blend it. <laughs> I know you can have a slurry.
0: <laughs> no, but um I remember dead baby jokes being like a very big part of my twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen.
1: You literally looking at me right now with those Beady eyes, Is it central or sweat, central? sweat dripping down her forehead, just like <laughs> legs spread apart, tapping on her titties with like such conviction. That's like, exactly
0: what I'm doing. <laughs> She's like, I don't think you I'm not. Know this I'm about totally me, not lying. 2015 was
1: when I was fully thinking about killing babies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like swirly braiding her hair. Wait, no, like, but
0: it was such a thing. I literally used to have like mess, like, it's like pulling
1: weeds out of her ears. I,
0: I, the way you have a list of like RuPaul Drag Race names. Uh, I used to have...
1: (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) I used to have a list full of uh, dead baby jokes. So that's my upbringing in a
1: nutshell. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, a fully rehabilitated human being. If anyone has any queefs, queries, questions, concerns, or interrogative responses, please feel free to leave them in the comments section, and we will do our best to ignore you at the earliest convenience. Yeah. Has anyone seen my dead dog? I can't find her. Do you see him now?
0: What the fuck are you saying? It's
1: from the movie contact. Anyway, moving on. Thank you so much Hello. for listening to our podcast. Um, I'm
0: center of attention.
1: And I'm naked and horny. Naked and afraid. I'm and naked horny. and
0: afraid. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here.
1: I'm a celebrity, endorse my brand. <laughs> I'm a celebrity, don't yeah. oust James Charles.
0: You can get 15% off. Get my subscribers. Oh. Um,
1: Remember, our Instagram handle is at COAT.podcast. That's at Coat.podcast. Feel free to follow.
0: Coat.podcast. You don't even know our Instagram. Fuck. Let's say
1: it again.
0: Our Instagram handle is COAT. I'll say I'm better. No. (laughs) Stopping the center of attention. Our Our Instagram Instagram handle handle is is? COAT.podcast, which is at Coat.podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, we are very bad at uploading things and keeping it active, but hey, no. we try. Yeah, we try. We try. Oh, you do. We try.
1: Mm.
0: I would much rather you follow our social accounts. Yeah, app, actually, app, we at need Sean. that. Zippy. Do Not like we boost have
1: those numeros. Numeros uno. Numeros unos muchachos guacamole Santorini del Monte. I want you to
0: put a little
1: entrepreneur. Bit.
0: Hmm. Anyway, thanks for listening. We yeah. might have some guests coming up soon, so
1: keep tuning in. We, we always have gas that. coming up soon because all we do is drink carbonated sodas. All we do is gas ourselves up. Gaslighting, and I don't mean the good kind.
0: I mean the kind where you actually light someone up. If anyone's profile.
1: foreskin has been retracted this entire time, it's me. Good vibe, bitches. No, me, but it's fine. Anyway, bye! Sexuality was Elton John's orientation in the 70s. Oh my god, wait, can I end with a really funny joke I heard this week? Okay, I'm some bes- drunk
0: guy on Uber, some drunk guy on, in my Uber pool said, What do you get when you cross a pirate and a pedophile? R. Kelly.
1: <gasps> wait, I used to have a phase where all I would do is swipe right on guys named Pedro. <laughs> I think I'm a pedrophile. <laughs> alright vine sexuality is a sin pick a side bitch pick a side pick a side pesticide out